This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. They're like naughty schoolboys. They really, really. Did you are. hear that? No. Oh, good. Why? What did she say? No, I just swore. You're allowed to. That's the whole. Yeah, I know. But you don't want to come back from a song and just hear every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did now then. Um, well, boys, thank you. This is like the worst goodbye. Um, thank you very, very much for joining us, me today. No, it's our been a pleasure. pleasure. Well Joey done. Shocked. <laughs> well done. We're all going to go home now and have a nap. Hey. Power nap. Don't rub it in. She yeah. can't do that. Can't. I'll tell can't you. do that. You're going to have a nice, nice nap. Hate you. Yeah. Hate and, you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Go to the pub. Put my feet up. Probably not talk for a bit. <laughs> 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 Mark's already um, stopped. Well, uh, guys, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thanks. Well um, done. Thank you. Thank you. And. See you soon. I've got to go to the telephone now. Bye. But don't worry, Bye. I'll be joining you. So we'll make it a girl's time now. Oh, well, apparently, you guys, I don't really know what's happening. I think you guys might have to stay, but we're going to go no, to the phone. We're going. You're going. Bye. You're leaving. Adios. Bye, boys. Or you can go. You I can go. Force us to stay. No, you're like, I'm leaving. Uh, we're going to go to the phone lines very, very shortly, uh, but we would love to hear from you. We are here um, until 5 p.m. for the He for She campaign with uh, UN Women UK. Um, so do keep your donations coming through as well. I've got Johanna James. Hello. Yes. In the studio. Happy Saturday. How are you? I'm very well. Good, good. Do you know what? Um, we'll have a little chat in just a moment. For sure. But on the phone line uh, right now, we've got Amanda Palmer. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi, Amanda. How well, are good you? Morning from, good morning from New York City, where it's fucking 7 o'clock. New York City. <laughs> Amazing yeah. in New York City. Um, how, well, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you uh, for coming on. Um, tell us and our our, our, view, our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my God! I <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a songwriting, book writing, blog writing, people loving, man loving, woman loving person who makes people really angry every time I say anything and I don't understand why kind of person. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Literally in a nutshell. Creative spice lady. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yes. I've said that's a very good description. Um, but you've also got a tour coming up, Amanda, a UK tour. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, I tour, I tour the UK a lot. I tour the world, you know, I sort of, uh, I've, I've been touring almost nonstop for 15 years between the States and Australia and Europe, and I just came back from South Africa a couple of days ago. And I, I've got wow. a big record hopefully coming out in 2019, and I need to be in the UK because my husband is uh, needs to be stationed in London. He's working on a TV show called Good Omens with all these fancy fancy UK people like David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Ooh, wow. All the UK royalty. Yeah. Because your husband uh, is Neil Gaiman, is that correct? My husband is Neil Gaiman. He's sort of semi-UK royalty, but he's been like an expat for the last 20 years, so I don't know if he's, yeah. I don't know if he's allowed to say that. Um, so we, right, <laughs> you can say working it. On, he's working on editing this show, and, so, and we've got a little baby who's two now. I guess he's not that little. Oh. Uh, and we need to be stationed in the UK, so I didn't want to do a tour 
kind of uh, of the large cities because I'm going to be back in the UK doing a massive tour in 2019. So I thought oh. I would do the villages. So I'm touring. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they really count as villages, but I'm playing all these places I've never played, like Bath and Norwich and Gateshead and oh, Carmarthen okay. in yeah. Wales. Um, and uh, and I'm going to be playing Brighton Festival. And I'm still sort of like, I'm still getting all the material and the show together for this massive tour that I'm doing in 2019. So it's going to be really stripped down, me at a piano and a ukulele pouring my heart out while people Whoa. sit there. Oh, amazing. It'll be good. I think you'll love Brighton. Have you been to Brighton before? Yeah. The last time I played in Brighton, I played Brighton Cathedral, which was oh, wow. really, really wonderful. Brighton's got strange venues. You know, I played my band, the Dresden Dolls played um the oh god what's it called what's that venue that's right on the beach it's got a weird name for a venue it's like this long uh sort of dancey clubby venue that's right on the beach it's called the something two the concord two and um uh, you know i've played there a million times and then i and then i was like this is just not quite right for a solo piano show so I, w- I wandered over to the cathedral, and I was like, this is a strange town. <laughs> this is a strange <laughs> town. Brighton is a strange town, but we love it. It's, it's like I a, love it. I think it's I like a it. mini London, but by the sea. Yeah, and a sea that isn't really quite a beach, because you, yeah. you, know, you want to go have a day at the beach, but you walk around and your feet hurt because of the giant... <laughs> it's just rocks, yeah, right? Giant rocks. I remember that as a kid, like, because uh, I'm, I'm from the city, I'm from London, so I never got to go to the beach very often, but when I did, I ran down to the beach and was like, uh, where are the palm trees and the white sand? <laughs> like, Mum, what is yeah. this? Where have you taken me, What is this rubbish? <laughs> it's rocks! So, yeah, yeah, it's rock. It's a poor excuse for a beach, but people really try. That's the thing. It's so British. It's like there's just this fighting fuck it spirit. We're going to pretend that this is the beach and just do all so of the true. things that we do on the beach, even it. if our feet hurt. Like, shit, up. swimming in January. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. Um, uh, Amanda, um, you know, um, throughout the show, we've talked a lot about sexism in the industry. Um mm. What sexism have you encountered, and do you see do you see it changing? Um, do you see um, you know gender equality within this industry? Wow, that's a good question. Yeah. I, and you know, I used to get asked that all the time back in the early days of the Dresden Dolls. You know, like mm-hmm. what's it like being a woman in the music industry? And I, you know, I, I think if there's any good answer for that, I think. I did what a lot of women do, which is I i was sort of defensively sexist so that no one could be sexist at me, which means, you know, I, I took it upon myself to really act like a man mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, hanging out with my all-male crew, swearing like a sailor, never bothering to wear makeup or dress or you know you've got to be kidding high heels like you're at work you're working with all of these dudes and you just sort of start acting like one so that nobody singles you out yeah as the only female in the room and i'm not even like looking back it's really confusing i'm not even really sure how much like in you know internalized sexism i was dealing with but yeah. I look I look back and you know that started before I was in a band that started before I started touring 
I, you know, I remember being 20 years old and just looking around thinking, fuck it, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to shave my head and wear army pants because I don't want to deal with having to engage in this weird-ass game. I just don't want to do it. It's exhausting. Um, and so that's like, that's sort of this defensive structure because I also, you know, I'm not standing here saying I really wish that I had had the freedom to wear... Um, you know, to wear evening gowns and nails and eyelashes and heels. Like, that didn't feel natural either. And I think one of the things that's so maddening about sexism is it, it, it ruins our compass of what really is authentic and natural because we start second-guessing and third-guessing and fourth-guessing mm. our decisions. And... Yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I, I feel like I solved that problem for myself by trying to be as confusing and as spontaneous as possible. So, like, today, you know, if I want to wear five-inch heels, goddammit, I'm going to. Yeah. If tomorrow I want to wear combat boots and shave my head again and, you know, completely look like a butch dyke, I'm going to. And if the mm-hmm. next day I want to put on a wig and do the nails, I'm going to. Okay, and you can't pin me down, motherfucker. Yeah. And it was just yeah. more a question of, like, I'm just not going to tell you. I, I don't know who I am, but I know that I'm not going to let you tell me what to do. <laughs> I like this. I like you. you sound like my spirit animal, Amanda. This is brilliant. Yeah. I, I do I do all those things. Like I completely flip between wearing like Doc Martins and high heels just depending on what I feel like. Yeah. And just not what anyone else says. Don't label me. Oh God no. I'll wear one each. Right. One, one heel but and then, one Doc Martin. So that <laughs> That's how angry I am. Uh, but there's also there's this weird thing of, you know, knowing that it's not that random. You know, when I go to massive adult, you know, super fancy Hollywood events, Mm. you know, I try to, like, Mm. subvert, but within the structure that they want me to, and I find myself going like, oh, like, I'm doing that thing, you know, I'm wearing this dress, I'm wearing these heels, why am I even doing that? You know, what like yeah, what do I think yeah. I'm subverting by going half naked? Who was it? Was, um, I think it was Kristen Stewart. She refu- always refused to wear the heels. She would do wear a heel for a photo call on the red carpet and then she would I like, it was. she yeah. would kick her heels yeah. off and all the PR people would hate it because then she'd put her vans on or something and everyone was like, no, you've got to wear the heels. <laughs> it goes right. into the you got to. And so she was like, I'll do one press photo and then I'm going down the red carpet in my trainers. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Is I haven't amazing. totally I have a totally poetic story about that. I once went to the Golden Globes because Neil um, had a movie up. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to do something really crazy. So so I I wore this stunning sort of see-through beaded 20s evening gown with no clothes on underneath. Mm -hmm. And... You know, but like flashing my hairy armpits at the cameras any time. <laughs> wave, wave. Around. Good work. With a, you know, but with like a full face of makeup and fancy yeah. done up hair. And I didn't have shoes with me when we were in LA. So it's like, oh, I'll just buy a pair. And the only place near the hotel that sold shoes sold like stripper heels practically. Like it was just <laughs> insane. And I got this pair of five-inch heels going like, okay, I've pulled this off before. I actually used to be a stripper. I know how to walk in heels. I can do Mm -hmm. this. I'll just get these shoes. And they were so, the heels were so high and the shoes are so uncomfortable. And we had such a long night because this is like, you know, you do the red carpet and then you do 
cocktails and then you, you know, you sit there and then you do. And by the end of the night, I actually had that thing happen where three of my toes had gone numb. And I stood there thinking, like, I think I'm some, you know, here I am thinking I'm subverting, but I am, I'm literally numb from patriarchy in my feet. And like, I, t- I mean, I took the shoes off and, and wandered around with them in my hands a lot of the night. But I did find myself thinking, like, it's such an interesting, like, set of lines between telling the party line and saying, like, oh, I'm going to do all of these things and, you know, subscribe to all of these standards, but I'm going to wear sneakers while I'm doing it, motherfucker. And it's like, I don't know, is that really progress? I'm not sure. Yeah, well, do you know what, um, Amanda, it's been so refreshing to speak to you. It really has. Um, annoyingly, we've got, to ask, we've got to say our farewells. Um, but Amanda, thank you so, so much for taking the time out to speak to us today. Yeah, um, all the way in New York. All the way in New York. All the way in New York. Thank um, you guys so much for what you're you. doing. Oh, thank you very, very much for That's talking okay. to us. Um, we'll be playing your song um, in a few minutes' time. But for now, Amanda Palmer, thank you very much. Thank you. And if you want to switch it up and play the ukulele anthem, I have a feeling at this time of day it's going to be better than the morose song I chose yesterday. Oh, <laughs> so grab the ukulele anthem and see if you can play it. We'll try and dig that out. Yeah, for All sure. Right. Thank All you. Right. Have Thank a you, Amanda. Bye. Bye. Oh, she's so cool. She- she is amazing. We're going to go straight um, to her song, um, In Harm's Way, Amanda Palmer. <laughs> Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. You are listening to Fubar Radio and we are, I'm not even sure how many hours exactly we are in, to the live 24-hour radio marathon. Uh, but we're, we're doing it. It's it's past like 1pm, so let's just keep going because we're going all the way till 5pm. I'm Johanna James and I'm joined in the studio by a lovely variety of women, lady guests. Um, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourselves? Aline, you, you kick off. Hello, I'm Aline. Hey, Aline. <laughs> and we also have... Hi, I'm Emma Walsh. And we have... I'm Nye also known as Naomi Gray. Night, Naomi Gray. Yeah. Uh, welcome, ladies. Welcome. So Thank you. Um, has anyone been on Food Bar before? Or is this your first? No, first time, time for me. Oh, taking your food bar virginities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a good old food yeah, Go easy. We go us. way back. We go way back, babes. Um, this, this is brilliant. So, uh, I mean, like, we're all in the industry, aren't we? So we're all grinding for yeah. the ladies. Um, actually, I just wanted to kick off with a couple of little factoids because um, as we are... Uh, you know, working women. Um, I was looking at the because we had the Oscars, didn't we, recently? Yeah. Um, and I was looking at like the kind of the stats and the figures for like women in Hollywood and the industry. And women account for fifty-two percent of moviegoers, which I was like, oh. really? So yeah. as they should, yeah, yeah. as yeah. they should. So so it was a little bit baffling in a way when you think that like if the majority of the audience are female, mm. why are women not? I've represented yeah. or like working in that industry because it's like well it's for the okay um, and only <laughs> one woman has ever won best director at the Oscars ever wow. in the yeah. whole history of all the years of Oscars only one woman Catherine Bigelow so I was like hmm, hmm. who's on that panel right ladies right yeah exactly <laughs> I bet if you look at the academy stats though is it mostly men 
for what for the the academy that votes oh probably yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. good thoughts but like, like parliament isn't it mm. mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> also wow. to, that it took until 2018 this year for the first woman to be ever nominated for cinematography so a woman behind the camera and actually two percent of of the top 100 films from last year were women behind the camera so I was a little bit like ladies grab your cameras I mean we're good at taking yeah. selfies and all that stuff but let's let's turn the camera around yeah it takes the next level and let's make some stuff <laughs> I mean you uh, you you do you like you use I a make camera. some stuff yeah, yeah you make a camera stuff <laughs> I do make some stuff yeah would you ever be interested in in being a cinematographer or probably not because if I if I could choose to I wouldn't be videoing it myself oh really if I'm honest yeah okay yeah Does yeah you, do you find it hard to I guess, do you get like vlog arm? Vlog arm. <laughs> I've never heard of that. But yeah, you're right, actually. Vlog it's like arm. A, it's quite heavy. Camera's heavy. I'm assuming it's a bit like a wank arm, but. You got a stronger arm muscle there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm used to being in front of the camera. So when I started YouTube, I had to start doing it myself. Yeah. So yeah, I had, I had to learn how to edit and uh, film and stuff. But yeah, I think if I had to choose, I'd definitely ask somebody else to do it. I find <clears> that uh, people. F- get quite surprised when they find out that I edit and film my own stuff like mm. they're like they're like oh you edit I'm like yeah my dad's an editor he showed me how and oh like, that's cool yeah. I, I taught myself and they're, they're like really baffled and yeah. they come and like testing me like so what do you use I'm like Premiere Pro and they're like oh that's proper oh she you're like, knows oh, you're proper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, she knows <laughs> but it, it's a bit weird isn't it like it shouldn't really be like a it shouldn't be a thing it shouldn't yeah, be no. it's, I mean it's the but isn't it amazing nowadays that we can just pick up cameras and edit it all ourselves and write and direct it and yeah. just make it all ourselves yeah these are, i mean as much as i have a bit of a love-hate relationship for technology and the internet and everything i was talking to my friend last night actually about how uh sometimes i just want to like get off yeah. <laughs> and I, I do this thing where i'm like i log out of instagram i'm like right yeah no more off that what am i doing i'm bored and yeah. then literally Three seconds later, I'll be like, back oh, in. Just come back Instagram. and then I'm like, what did I just do? I just went out of Instagram and I've just gone back into Instagram for no reason. No, it's or a really obsession. bad habit. Yeah, so it's a bad addictive. habit. I've yeah, got a rule though, like before bed, yeah, literally yeah. 25 minutes before I go to sleep, I, I refuse to look at social media. Yeah, but I'm, really I make good. that rule every week and I break that rule <laughs> every, every week. week. I leave <laughs> so my really phone fun. downstairs. Oh, that's, that's a good, a good idea. And then I'll wake up in the middle of the night to go to the loo and then I'll grab it and take it back up. We should go <laughs> you can lock away you can get those lock boxes where you lock away your phone and stuff well, there's going to be like therapy I think for people that oh, for are like sure. obsessed we're all, with we're all addicted yeah. And, yeah. and I was thinking as well because I, I was I'm of the I don't know how old you ladies are it's really hard to tell but uh, I was of the era where I didn't grow up with a phone I had a childhood away from phones I mean I could pick one two TV shows to watch a day my mum was like TV off yeah. you're mm. going to go do something with your brain so. yeah. which I hated her at the time for that, but now I. I'm so thankful. So I'm thankful. so scared for children these days because yeah. they just can't entertain themselves. It's no. all unless iPad. they have an iPad or something going on. It's actually quite shocking. But it's, it's no personal interaction. That's that's what it is. It's like we've forgotten. Um, in a how lot to of talk? Yeah, yeah, how to yeah. speak, and it's almost a bit awkward. Like, oh, yeah. should I speak to somebody? Yeah. Should I not? Or, or my, should I just yeah. look at my phone? My friends and I have a, a rule at dinner: our, all our phones get in the centre of the table, and the first person That's to pick rule. up the table pays for the bill. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. phone stack. Because then you have to make conversation. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do at dinner: exactly. catch up. I'm the weirdo on the tube though that does actually speak to people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you're that person. <laughs> Everyone's Did like, you, don't talk to me. Don't you want to get one of those badges that said tube chat? 
never this was like a thing for a, for a little bit a phase where you could get a badge instead of saying that you were pregnant it just said tube chat meant you were open mm. for conversation oh my oh goodness my <laughs> I have never heard of such a thing in my life can you get one saying that you're single <laughs> so, yes, tube chat so we can make one <laughs> you uh, can hit on me yes there is <laughs> That's well, madness. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, I think also it's kind of like a London thing. I'm, I'm, I know going out of London, mm. uh, people are a lot more open. They say hi and you'll have a chat and it's not really that big a deal. Yeah. But in London, if someone starts talking to you, you're like, oh my God, you fucking weirdo. Like, are you going <laughs> to like, steal my purse? And what, what's going yeah. on? Like, yeah. everyone's so on edge. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I secretly love it. What? Like, get up really close in the tube and I'm like, oh, this is a... Uh, Crowded, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's so cringe. You're like me then. Literally, oh, I do no. seriously have these convos. I met a girl, literally, I was like crossing the road and it was only me and her standing at the traffic lights. She was just there like humming a song. So I was like, oh, hi, do you sing? And just started having a convo. And I was like, she might think I'm trying to chat her up, but I just wanted to just say hi and be like, you know. I mean, why not? Yeah, well. Have you ever been chatted up by a lady? Yeah. Anyone here? Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I'm in. Regularly, <laughs> regularly. Yeah, I got chatted up by a lady once and I was so so flattered yeah and, same. I, and I didn't want to like tell her that I wasn't yeah and so I just she was just like oh do you want to go for a drink and I was yeah, but what like, did she say to you was it like really obvious because I don't know when people like well, girls this chatting is, me up because everyone's so friendly I was working in a, in a in a fabric shop and she was uh, buying something so I was giving her advice and we were just having a great chat about this and that and sewing and then um she suddenly got like really nervous and started like tucking her hair behind her ears and stuff you know all the time like, what are you doing <laughs> yeah and then she was just like um sorry but do you would you like to go for a drink so i think it was obviously like a yeah and then yeah. and i was just like oh and then i started getting all nervous and stuff and was like do i fancy you i mean she's gorgeous but i don't know and i was like oh sorry i've i've I'm with someone. I said, did she, you make it out? I, well, no, I actually did have a boyfriend. Oh, and, but I think, <laughs> did I? Must have done. But, <laughs> but I didn't want to say, oh, sorry, I have a boyfriend. I was like, oh, sorry, I'm with someone. And she was like, oh, of course you are. And then like, okay, yeah. bye. And that was like, bye. But yeah. that was like my little brief encounter into... Oh, I feel story. like I've missed out. A little lesbian love story. Maybe it's happened and you just don't know. Yeah. I feel that like it probably has but happened. But I usually, yeah. I mean, with guys, I think everyone's always chatting me up. Guys, <laughs> chat, just guys just chat people just up in general. Yeah. Like, can I look at your ticket, please, ma'am? And you're like, Jesus, can I just get the train in peace, Jesus? <laughs> Not Try, again. Trying to get my knickers. <laughs> we just want to see your last contact. <laughs> your rail card, please, ma'am. That's that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, d- here talking about like sort of feminism, women. Do you wait for guys or girls to approach you, or do you feel pretty confident to go chat someone up? Oh, I, I mean, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah I'm, I not know, I'm not scared at all. <laughs> She's in there. Right in there. On the tube. <laughs> on the tube. Tube chat. No one else in the carriage. You sit right next to them. So it's really crowded in here, isn't it? <laughs> in Holland, it's totally fine, all these things, you know. I see. The, the yeah. Dutchness is uh, quite know. straightforward. Yeah, same with South Africa. I'm kind of like, um, oh, we've got all these different continents we can mm. talk <laughs> internationally Very about Very international. This. But I feel like I'm just a kind of like, let's just cut the crap, let's just get straight to it. I think if I wanted to ask a guy out, I would. Yeah. Mm. And um, I can't be bothered with all that like text rules. Like, oh my God, you yeah. can't text him for like a day. Yeah. And my friends and I'm like, I don't get uh, that. I'm like, no, if I want to text someone, I'm just going to like, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. text you. Yeah. Come on. It's 2018. Yeah. I nearly got the date wrong there. Like, 2012, <laughs> like, people, we can do this. <laughs> it's, um, it's scary how time is flying. Yeah, it? but it's um, true. I feel like those rules are a little bit outdated though. Yeah. yeah, the text rules. Those are like yeah. before WhatsApp and. I mean, now it's. Social I mean, media. I don't know about you, but I'm all my friends and stuff. I'm really into voice notes. Okay, I oh, find yeah, it's like a, it's a really good it's medium. A lot person, more personal as well, also because yeah. a lot of people 
perceive your messages the way you haven't actually way. said them and you're like hang on a minute I didn't say it like that at all. Exactly. So voice notes are quite. I um, think I should voice note. Quite handy. Yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. good. You could sing note. And you true, can, true. And you can sing note. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like a personal sing note, do yeah. you know what I mean? Then just uh, Send follow our Twitter. <laughs> yeah. At Food Bar Radio. Uh, yeah. No voice notes. And I find that people who aren't into voice notes get really weirded out by it because suddenly you send this. Re- I, well, I send these really animated, aggressive voice notes, being like, "Hi, how are you?" <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, and but all my like sort of close friends we just voice note we don't even call each other which I find weird I was like mm. we could have done off this on a phone call yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm a bit scared of the phone calls now um, what I, is that about like phone call anxiety I know oh, my phone rings and I'm like oh do I answer it yeah I'm like oh it's my mum <laughs> especially if it's like unplanned yeah. yeah yeah we did not arrange this phone no. call so uh, we cannot have this phone I'm call I'm busy talk yeah it's not in my diary I please. will voice note you in one second yes exactly <laughs> the one thing with the voice notes is that you've got to be careful where you are when you're listening to them because oh yeah I so my friends will voice note but I message back so I don't really I haven't really got into the voice note thing I don't know why maybe I'm just like yet more of a yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. so I'm always there writing writing but then I have to say, like, can I listen to this? I'm on the train. Can I listen to Is this appropriate to play it out loud? Because so I just go <laughs> but Do you not have headphones? But you can, put it, you can put it to your... You can use it like a, like a phone. Yeah. So you can just press play and then put it to you. I because I'm typing. Yeah. I'm just like, I think, oh, play. And I'm like, oh, oh, no, they might just say something like really rude or just really... I'll make someone's yeah. day. I think it's great. My friend was voice noting me about like a hookup she had. Amazing. Um, <laughs> and she was like, is anyone around you? And I'm like, no, it's fine. And she just said, obviously there were people around me. You were playing it on like, the radio. Yeah, you're, you're like, look at this. Should I play it on the radio after the break? That oh, she'll kill me. <laughs> she'll kill me. Do it, do it. But no, it was really funny. She was talking about how she needed to... Uh, Anal douche for the first time. Oh wow! Oh, my God. oh wow! Let me really play this full on. You have to play it. Oh, what was I? I was. Maybe, I think I was like. I was in an office. There were people around for sure. Um, it's all right. She can remain anonymous, but if she's listening now, she'd be like, "Oh my God!" I know it's me. But you know, I mean, if you need to find an emergency anal douche, and she was talking about trying to find things in her house that what, you could possibly. I, what is an like, anal douche? Yeah, like, so basically, before you go to have anal sex, uh, the etiquette is apparently, according to my gay friends, is uh, you gotta you gotta wash out that canal, you know. Oh. Um, so a douche, which is like a pretty old school. <laughs> way of cleaning inside you can do a vaginal douche or an anal douche we're learning what? so much yeah. today on this it's a whole new thing <laughs> wow yeah. so you you squirt it up there and make yeah. sure it all comes out so i'm thinking like a turkey is that kind of like an enema yeah yes it's all just clean i mean it that's all out. commitment uh so like a turkey baster would be good but like if you don't you know who, who based the turkey nowadays so you've so got to be prepared though exactly. as well it's like what if, what if we're just in the moment so like, sorry, hold on a minute. Excuse me. I'm yeah. just going to go, go and get douche my little... a bit. See, that's the thing about sort of anal sex can't really be that spontaneous. It's got to be okay. planned. You've got to book it in like book a phone call. <laughs> like a phone call. You book in your phone you've calls. You've got to go you in phone to really if you're not prepared. You. Yeah. For sure. Right, we're going to pop to a song now. We are continuing. If you've just joined us, uh, it's Food sorry. Radio. <laughs> if you've just joined us, sorry. If you've just joined us and you're like, what are you talking about? We haven't... A chit chat with my with my lovely guest today. We've got more guests coming on the show. Uh, we are doing a twenty four hour radio marathon on Food Bar Radio in conjunction with the he hashtag he for she campaign uh, with UN Women. So keep keep uh, keep keep listening, please, because we've got way more funny anecdotes coming up. Right, what am I going to play? Actually, we're going to play. You know me. Go for it. That's we're going to do it. And oh, I'm afraid, Naomi. That's we're going to salute you. And sign you off. My producers are talking to me and saying, <laughs> who's, okay. who's staying, who's going? So thank you so much, Emma. And thank you so much, Naomi. We're going to play your song. This is Signs, thank isn't you. it? Yes, thank you for having me. Oh, let's have a little groovy listen to this. Lovely. 
Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. Yes, this is Foobar Radio and we are doing a live 24-hour show. It is a radio marathon and uh, we're, we're going really well. We're heading, it's nearly 2pm, but we've got plenty more on this hour to do. We've got, we're joined by a new co-host, Woo-hoo! Sarah Love. Welcome. Thank Welcome, love. For, I'm so happy to be here. What an amazing job you guys have been doing. Have you have you managed to listen to anything so far? I have. I was dipping in and out all, since yesterday. Oh, amazing. Yeah. We were just talking about anal douching. The variety on this show that is impressive. That was when I walked into the green room. I was like, hmm. Oh, lovely. Yes, this wow. is key information. Because, you know, people need yeah. to know it's Saturday night. We need to get prepped. We need to, <laughs> yeah. we need to get some prep here. Um, in the studio, we also have Rav. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Step up to the mic. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and we also have Aline. She's she's stuck around. I'm still here. She's sticking around. <laughs> uh, we're doing this all uh, to support the hashtag he for she. Uh, you guys can get involved and you can text UNWN15 followed by the amount you'd like to donate to 770. Please do because we're all uh, going a bit mental. <laughs> everyone from the producers uh, to well the co-hosts, the guests, everyone here. We're trying to do a 24-hour marathon. Please support the cause. And all money donated is going towards changing the reality for women and girls globally so that is a very good cause amazing um i mean let's uh let's start the convo rather do you like ladies <laughs> <laughs> i do <laughs> you are the he for she You're i am the he, the he for, for she, she right now. i am yeah. a male ally i'm here to support you guys oh, <laughs> ally. Rav, yes. ally. um brilliant and uh, just to tell the audience if they've just uh, jumped in what what do you do in the day-to-day Rav? Well, um, I was on a show called The Great British Bake Off. Uh-huh. Yes, How far did you get? Me. So in 2016, I did six out of the ten weeks. Oh, amazing. And then I one. went back on the 1st of January this year for the festive edition, which I won. <gasps> Christmas cake! So you're amongst the winner, guys. <laughs> yes. We're all winners at life. You we know. are. We are. <laughs> so how did you get into baking? And Well, funnily enough, it was my sister who inspired me. Um, yeah. I... I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm Indian. I don't want to shock you no all. Way. <laughs> oh, but, I thought that was just a very trendy... No, no. Yes, it's very on trend. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a household with two very strong Indian women yeah. who encouraged me to be in the kitchen, um, which was kind of unusual because Indian guys don't usually spend their time in the kitchen. Oh, really? Uh, but my mum lovingly said, if your sister has to learn how to cook, you have to learn how to cook. There's no difference. I really here. like your mum. I like your mum already. Mm. She's a legend. She's a yeah, legend. Yeah, what a legend. Uh, yeah, so um, my sister was baking. She inspired me to bake. and But I took it to a whole other level by going on TV. Amazing. <laughs> so there. So I, there. I mean, exactly. there's a lot of things I wouldn't do on TV, but one of them would be baking. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. You would do it or you wouldn't? Wouldn't. I, I think, I, like, I panic when people watch me cook or, or bake and I don't follow recipes I just kind of like oh God, try and yeah. experiment and I'll just see what Vibe. see what comes out at the end it's a bit yeah. like doing maths when someone's watching over your shoulder yeah, <laughs> yeah but imagine having a camera thrust in your face two producers yelling at you that's crazy. what, that? what are they yelling <laughs> asking you questions telling you how much time you've got left because there's no smoke and mirrors you only get the set amount of time really there's no there's no I always wonder that on food shows do they yeah. have a little bit of wiggle room or is it no, literally not <gasps> at all okay all right, yeah. that's even more impressive. Well done. <laughs> but I hear that when you go to, say, curry houses, they're always run by men, though, actually cooking. Is that true? Well, yes. But in terms of uh, a day-to-day kind of at home, okay. a woman's place is in the kitchen. So it's only if it's a commercial enterprise? Yes, yes, ah. pretty okay, much. Okay, men cook commercially? And yes. women cook in the house? In the house. I'm trying to think we of do. a word that rhymed with 
commercially in the it didn't work no. <laughs> uh, nope see Ryan. pressure pressure of performing um, so do you like cook do you, what's your favourite thing to bake um, I love macarons French mm. macarons um, I'm not a big fan of meringue so you oh, have I, tr- I I fought a meringue once. I oh, tried. <laughs> I had like a meringue battle because there was this lady in my church who cooked the most beautiful meringue, which was like crispy on the outside and chewy on the inside. Because yeah. I hate those like puffy. That's like, how they're supposed to be. Polystyrene meringues yeah. that you get in like Sainsbury's. I was like, nah, <laughs> stuff that. Um, so I was trying to get this chewy meringue, but honestly, like. The, the, it, it's some kind of like wizard art to get like yeah. a meringue right, and yeah. I couldn't do it. And I remember I went through about eighteen eggs, and I I kept running to the shop to get more eggs because if you don't whisk it in a certain way, or if there's like a slight amount of grease in the bowl, yeah. the whole thing will just collapse. And in the well, end, baking, someone baking had to take is it off a science, me. so you have yeah. to be very very precise. That would be why because I was just shoving it in there and just hoping. <laughs> <it's better. laughs> you have to be aware of temperature. <laughs> yeah, you have to be aware of humidity. There's a lot of things that you have to be aware of when you're baking. But you know when you take sort of a hobby to a professional level so uh-huh. Johanna and I when we watch comedies I'm sure we you know depict it when yeah. you go to a restaurant and just you know ha- having a nice meal with your family do you think about the cooking and like think about the ingredients and what do you mean am I critical of the yeah, stuff that yeah. I yeah. Are you like, and, judging wondering thinking um no I, I because I've been in a competitive environment when it comes to baking I appreciate how much time and effort people put in so I try not to criticize mm. because for me baking is an act of love when you're giving it to somebody you put a lot of heart into it and you want people to appreciate it so the last thing that I would want to do when it comes to stuff that I've made is for people to criticize oh, you're it such so. a good person mm. yeah no. I try and find the positives I always feel <laughs> Like that's the best kind of cuisine, food made with love. Yeah, you can taste it. Yeah, you You can. can, Absolutely, you can for sure. Did you do any kind of Indian cuisine when you were on um, Bake Off? I did. Um, So a lot of my style is fusion baking, and I get a lot of influence from my Indian background. Mm. Uh, What did I? I made a Diwali bread centerpiece. So I had three different types of bread. One had like a masala sauce inside. One had a spicy. Getting hungry. Yeah, actually making me dribble a little bit now. (laughs) One had a spicy coriander pesto, and the other one had this um, tamarind coconut chutney. Oh. So a lot of Indian influence. I'm making sex noises now. (laughs) (laughs) Moving away from the microphone. Say chutney again. Say chutney again. (laughs) Do you like to cook? I do enjoy cooking, yeah. I mean, I'm very passionate about food. I guess um, some people might say OCD. Okay. But, um, no, passionate. Passionate. <laughs> yes, it's healthy. Um, but no, I have quite strong opinions about food, I think, as yeah. well. So, um, what I, opinions? Well, I just um, avoid... I don't uh, believe in eating... Well, I just believe in avoiding processed food. Like, I just have theories about how our digestive system has evolved over millennia and that it makes sense for us to eat food that's kind of in harmony with what our... Uh, how our bodies men are work yeah. and um and so yeah that's kind of how i, I mean I, I can't even remember last time i ate a MacDs or something like just the word is enough to make me want to vomit really so. i'm not actually but chutney sure. yeah but, oh, but, so chutney. Again. <laughs> but a nice chutney yeah. are you uh do you own meat eater or no i mean i wouldn't say that i'm a strict vegetarian but um yeah i hardly ever eat meat like i will in certain circumstances like i say at my 
friend's farm where we kill the chicken ourselves and yeah. pluck its feathers and eat it. Because I know the life that that animal has lived. It's had a dignified existence. Yeah. It's had a dignified death. I know it's not been eating a, a steady diet of its own feces sort of thing. And so I'd, I'm happy to absorb, um, you know, Just good food. energy yeah. into my yeah. body, not, um, not negativity. I transitioned into veggie about nine months ago. Okay, and, well done. Um, yeah, it was great. Like, really, really great. I do, don't even miss i don't even miss me have any of you ever gone vegan yeah i'm a flexi vegan you're a flexi vegan (laughs) (laughs) i did vegan for about six months oh really yeah and then what happened are you um, a veggie or no um, no you went one way and then you went totally the other i only eat meat now (laughs) no i don't only eat meat but yeah i did the vegan thing but then um brie was calling my name so i had to (laughs) this is the thing this is why i'm a flex vegan so sometimes i'll make exceptions but i do always think like oh we're fish i could have killed a shrimp yeah, I can I can live with that, but okay. I don't think I could kill a whole cow. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, yeah. I was even thinking about it last night actually because I had a holiday in Puerto Rico and when we came off of this island and there were like the fishermen there in the front of them, we were just eating loads of these fresh um, shellfish. Like they were still, I remember that they were still alive. So you squeeze the lemon on them and they were kind of shrivel in the Ooh. shell. And then I was like, I know they don't have a brain, but it's still, I still felt kind of guilty. But yeah, this goes back to my kind of idea about food. I think if you're not prepared to kill it yourself, should mm-hmm. you really be eating exactly. it? Exactly. I think yeah. you should step back from the, step back from the table. If you can't, if you can kill it yourself, cool, crack on. And milk, that's the one that really gets me that uh, I'd never thought so about I don't before. Drink milk. No. Yeah, well, there's this whole shift in the dairy industry now because also you can get so many milk alternatives. Mm. Like you can get coconut milk and almond milk and soya milk, mm. and like there is a, there's actually no need. And when when somebody actually like kind of explained it to me in another way, and they're like, milk is bre- it's breast milk for baby cows, and mm-hmm. it's full of like serious hormones to grow a tiny cow into a huge cow. Would you like to put that into your body? And yeah. there's this amazing thing called a Chinese study where women in China, because they don't drink milk, mm. don't get breast cancer. Mm. And as soon as they leave China and go to the Western world and start, you know, consuming milk products, they do get the same rate of breast cancer. Wow! Yeah. Like, I did not know this information. This information needs to be... I was be coming like, here with a few facts for you. This information needs to be, like, you know, on the tube or something. Like, I need to see this shit. Honestly. Okay. No, but watch this film, Cowspiracy. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watch that. Because, I mean, a lot of these... A lot of how um, the industrialised food uh, system works is it's about keeping the consumer away from the realities of oh, yeah. how their food Smoke is and produced. Mirror. So, Smoke I mean, when you actually see um, cow's milk before it's been all pasteurized and stuff, it's quite gross because there's a lot of pus and blood and oh, stuff yeah. like that in there in your tea, oh, in your lovely. cereal in the morning. And they inseminate them and then they take away the tea cow. right now. <laughs> 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 listening to the radio, just like regurgitating their tea back into the air. I think Sorry. I'll have a, I think I'll have a Sorry, whiskey. Guys. But we did evolve and grow to be how we are now because we were able to have milk and meat so I mean there is a pro and a con to each story yeah true that's Elaine being fair being fair and square Uh, Rav thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about the behind the scenes bake off Um, this has been brilliant we're going to have to uh, salute you and say goodbye Uh, but thank you so so much for joining us and guys if you are just joining us we are doing a 24 hour radio marathon in support of the hashtag he for she campaign you can follow our twitter at foobar radio find out all the information and how you guys can get involved and uh, donate to the cause that would be fabulous right we're going to pop to a little song Aruni let's have a look um oh maybe there's a song that's popping out here called dangerous woman by mm. ariana grande mm-hmm. i just like the title of that i've yes. never heard it let's just let's give it a whack <laughs> that on it.
and see what's going on. Dangerous? Are you a dangerous woman, Aline? I am very dangerous. So <laughs> 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 you sit next to your tube. Oh, <laughs> I, got, I got called dangerous yesterday, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what on the tube? No. <laughs> what were you doing? I had a bomb on me. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Didn't. And Q I'm too good. I'm too good. <laughs> well, that is um, Dangerous Woman by Arianda Grande. And um, on the phone lines right now, we've got Marie Cornelison, Director of UN Women, NC Netherlands, and Sophie Van Vinden, and Anne-Marie Duvar from uh, the play Holy F on the phone. Hello! 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 <laughs> I'm so sorry if I've mispronounced um, any of your names, um, but welcome uh, to our show. Um, how, how are you all today? Well, fine, thank you. We just uh, performed uh, Holy F, our performance at the He for She Week in Amsterdam. So uh, we're very excited because it was a, I think it was a good one, right? Yes, it was a very nice one. And um, yeah, especially because it's International Women's Day and it's because, because of the festival, the play was really in a special way embraced today. So yes, it was yes. nice to do it. Well, um, Talk us through the play. I understand um, it takes the audience on a roller coaster tour of feminism through the ages. So tell us more about the play. Mm. Well, yeah, that's about it, actually, because uh, yeah, we wanted to know where are we now as women? Where do we stand? Where do we stand for? And um, uh, so we thought uh, to to say something about that, we have to look back and um, uh, bring the history on stage. So we we chose to. Um, to choose some women, some writers uh, from history, and um, uh, let them talk to people in in the present. So, what would Virginia Woolf say to a, a modern woman, or Ooh. what would Simone de Beauvoir say to a man now? Mm. And um, together with us, we took um, 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 a writer, a female writer uh, who's still alive, <laughs> with us on stage, who is like twittering about us while we were we are playing all these characters from history wow. and she also tries to tell us um a story how she she sees the future um and that's the end of the play <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the play mm. um how has it been received like for us here doing this radio show um for the he for she campaign it's it's been a fantastic um everyone here has been very enthusiastic excited so how has the play been received by others well, I think it's pretty good. It's nice because we played it uh, one and a half years ago, and and we see that now the time is even more, um, yeah. How do you say? Uh, it's, it's even more alive now. People are more woke, and it's it's really great that you have these reactions from the audience. That they're very like, yeah, this is the story, and you have to go on now. And and I feel like uh, encouraged to to tell these stories. So that's really great. Mm. It feels so different now to play this because mm. one and a half years ago, um, some people in the audience actually asked us, is this really necessary to talk feminism. about feminism? Yeah. Is that, is, uh, isn't that a little bit old-fashioned? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And now that this whole question is non-existing. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody is enthusiastic. People are crying <laughs> after we are done, and it's it, it's really nice. Yeah, because you said nowadays people are more woke and things mm. to um, these kind of um, issues. But in some ways, do you think maybe we're at risk of complacency when it comes to women's issues and stuff? Because, uh, you know, for this generation, all we've known is, yeah, that's just the way it is. But um, do, do these standards get held up um, by themselves? Or is this like through we need to keep these, um, you know, these uh, topics in discussion? Yeah, I think it's not. We're not done yet. I mean, uh, was one of the questions we asked in the in the in the play as well. Mm. Um, if it's not equal yet, then it's no question if it's done or not. It's just not equal yet, so we're not done. We have to go on. So I think, of course, there's a lot of we achieved a lot, and uh, there there are for women before us who did a lot for the. Um, the place that, where we can live in now, but there's still a lot going on also in other places in the world, of course. So, um, yeah. But that's the thing. So, we've, sorry, I was going to say, we've got to be the change, haven't we? So by um, having campaigns like this, we are ultimately helping other, other females in other parts of the world, aren't we? I hope so, yes, yeah, of course. Eventually. Yeah. And that's the whole idea, of course, um, of the He for She Art Week as well, is um, uh, to combine forces with men uh, and mm. also across borders um, uh, with everyone who wants to stand up against discrimination and violence against women. Yeah, it's 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 been a fantastic campaign. I tell you, I found as well during the show that it, just by having the conversation, just by talking uh, men and women together about this, is is the beginning of a change don't you think as well absolutely yeah mm. it's, it's uh, such a positive uh, uh, thing um to approach it with art um uh, to leave people feeling excited afterwards having seen something beautiful but also something that uh, touches their their hearts um we we are used to as you and women to use all kinds of figures and facts and uh, logical arguments touch people's minds but there's nothing like art to actually touch people's hearts and uh, and guts and that is uh, that is really powerful mm. definitely yeah it really really is um and arts week um well obviously we've still got um, many days still to go but it's just fantastic and um do you see it every year getting bigger and bigger well, we sure, certainly hope so. I mean, this is the first time in Amsterdam. And, um, wow, I didn't realise. Yeah, so um, we started, uh, of course, uh, on the 8th uh, last Thursday with a brilliant um, uh, uh, opening party with a film showing with uh, experimental uh, short films by female uh, directors. And um, that was already so exciting. And um, uh, yesterday we were at um, uh, a photo exposition uh, with pictures of, of women who'd uh, suffered violence and um, you could put uh, an, an iPod in your ear while looking at the picture where she tells her own story, which was also really, really powerful. And so we have a great lineup of, uh, of more events uh, throughout the week. Um, so, yeah, we're extremely excited and uh, we hope that next year will be even bigger. Yeah. 
Well, look, thank you um, for talking to us. Um, it's it's so exciting being part of the Arts Week and um, working uh, with uh, the UN Women. So thank you so, so much. Um, and, well, have a wonderful part of the day. Do you know what? I still don't really know what time it is, where I am. You're out of it. You're just... <laughs> what I'm doing. She's jet-lagged. Delirious. I do feel like I'm jet-lagged. Yeah, yeah, because you're getting to the end of your 24-hour broadcast now. Don't yeah, you? we got three yeah. hours left. Three more hours oh, to go. Yes. Um, thank, thank you. you thank you. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Okay, bye. 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 Hashtag he for she. I like the hashtag change the narrative. I think that's really It's amazing. Good. It yeah. really is. All to do with the fairy tales mm. and everything we have been taught before. Um, I believe we've got to say goodbye to you, Johanna. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm bowing out. Oh. Um, thanks so much for having me. Really exciting. Yes. It's been brilliant, hasn't it? Like, it's been brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's I've been a good looking... atmosphere. It's a great atmosphere. It's exciting. Do you know what? This year, um, I feel, especially with the hashtag me too and the... Um, uh, what? Well, well, forgot what the campaign was at the Oscars this year. Um, Me too. No, time's up. Time's up, that's yeah. the one. Me too and time's up. Got so many hashtags. Like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. But I actually do feel like a change in the winds. Like, I know that people have talked about um, this it's before, true. but, but there are some big names getting behind this. Mm. And I really do feel like the industry is shifting. Um, inclusion rider. Inclusion fucking rider. That's mm. all I'm yeah, that's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is inclusion rider, all right? <laughs> uh, brilliant. Yeah. Have, have a really good um, three hours. You can do this. Yeah, three yeah. Sugar. Hours. It's, this, is the, this is the easy bit, the home straight. Um, yeah. Thank you, That's Johanna. all right. That's all right. Um, we're going to take a few minutes break. We're going to listen to All the Small Things by Blink-182. Oh, back shortly. Love this song. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.